the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help your black ass. You goddamn right. Won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back, cause I'm brown. I wanna take things slow. Put my mind in cruise control. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP, coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life. What I need? Most of the feds in the state want to see my knee. The whole city got pissed, heard he got three. That other nigga got a hip and shout it, he not out. And set up, set up, got me. Nice. You like my raps? Nice continuation of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.I. wrote those raps for me before he put them out there on the track. So I thought I, you know, you know, reincite them for the for the for the cruise control. Oh, family. you're gonna reincite them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I read that in a book somewhere. That's a word. And that's the way we bring in episode nine, man, with words and stuff like that. Like <laughs> just bringing in new words to the table. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and I'm gonna be real with you, Dave. I had I had to play the N.W.A. in the beginning, man. I'm feeling some type of way this week, man. I'm feeling some type of way. We got a lot of stuff to unpack this week. Um, we calling out all the races to the table. We calling out all white supremacists to the table. The table is open for y'all, and we bringing y'all to the table. But uh, before we get into what happened last week and all the all the craziness, um, we always like to recap our shows. I mean, we can welcome people to the cruise control. Huh? We can welcome people. Oh, go ahead. You do that. Control. You do that, man. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is me. <laughs> what's your name? One half of the cruise control. <laughs> I'm control. This is cruise with me on my left. <laughs> welcome to episode nine. All right. All right. You know, we back. We live. Uh, we know we was, you know, we was a couple days late for y'all, but, you know, I had to get at these sluts out here. <laughs> I needed some slut time. <laughs> How much time you give to your sluts, Dave? Like about twenty minutes each. <laughs> How many sluts? Over a, a, a eight-hour window. <laughs> That's a whole work day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard out here, man. <laughs> you know, bring them out. Yeah. No wonder our streams are so so high, man. You got all these sluts out there in Yo, the stream. Yes, that's exactly what it's attributed to. <laughs> Where we at streams wise, man? You was you was texting me earlier. Yeah, excited. man. We uh the cruise control hit a milestone today, Dave. Remember what I told you like two episodes what ago? What is a milestone? A I'm mil- sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But it's I, a, cut it's you a off. stone that you reach. A milestone, I guess. Like I always think about what's the origin of certain sayings. So what? It, where did milestone come from? Do people, like, did people back in the olden times used to put stones every mile, and that's how they marked the mile? I would assume so. Mm. You know what I mean? Using my intelligence. Right. Using the brain. And do you think um, a dork was the RGQ on the back of his TV? Hey, <laughs> yo, you've been jokes are in the past. <laughs> You bringing them jokes back though, man. You might as well. No, I'm genuinely curious. That wasn't a joke. I, I don't know, man. I'm not so a. We reached the milestone. I'm not a pilgrim. Okay, sorry, go back to what the milestone. <laughs> well, anyway, let's look up the the origins of milestones. Go ahead, pilgrim. <laughs> I ain't no pilgrim, man. Um, we reached a milestone this week, everybody. Dave, we hit a thousand, man, a thousand streams, and that's just on Spotify, dude. That's just on Spotify. I haven't checked, you know, the 
Apple Pod or or um, iHeartRadio or the Google Pod, whatever. But we hit a thousand streams, man. And I thought by episode ten we would hit that because we kept getting a hundred streams an episode. But dude, we hit a thousand by episode eight. We didn't even release episode nine that's yet, too man. Sooner. That's really soon. Like that's two episodes sooner. That's crazy. Shout out to all the pilgrims, man. Shout out to all the sluts. Shout out to all of our our listeners, our family, our friends, our podiatrists, our psychiatrists, our uh, um, um, archaeologists, like shout out to all of y'all, man, for for tuning in. <laughs> That's the study of spiders, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all one-legged dancers. Yeah, shout out to all one-eyed freaks. <laughs> shout out to everybody who's listening in, man. This means a lot to us. Um, well, to me, I don't, I don't know if I speak behalf of David, but um, uh, no, control doesn't <laughs> But uh, thank you guys so much. Keep, please keep listening and please keep telling your friends and family about us, and please yes. keep please keep letting them know that um you know I, I think I think the biggest thing that our, our listeners should let everybody know is that um they're biased. Okay, I think everybody should say that, and I'm calling all of our listeners out to the table because yet again another top five week. And yet again, I lose. And this is what I'm. This is what I'm talking about. I think. I think at this point it's biased. I think at this point it's biased. And what's the bias? Now, Dave. um, Because I actually want to see if you understand the definition of bias. So, well, if you think back to when the Pilgrims created it, I think you know, (laughs) put a mile on the stone, (laughs) then you got biased. No, but what what I'm saying is that I think because you know what I mean, like you you say a lot of the jokes on the show, like you like the punchline guys. So I think people they be laughing with you and they be vibing with you and you know what I'm saying and, and, and also you know you even said it today that a lot of our streams comes from your sluts so all of your sluts is voting for you at right. this point I right? swayed the women towards me right after one week where you said women shouldn't be allowed to vote that's crazy I never said that <laughs> go back I, to I episode 5 or 6 go back to episode 5 or 6 no don't go back to zero episodes because I didn't say that <laughs> And let that be the last time you put words in my mouth. <laughs> you said women, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. I never said that. I said every woman deserves the right to vote. And then what else? And and then you said rest in peace RGB. <laughs> and F slavery. <laughs> and rest in peace RG3. But, but this this week it was uh it was actually very close. It was a very close Dave, what's the numbers again? I think we did we pull that up earlier. Um yeah, we I mean it was up. it was a it was a close tally at first because you got some Instagram and Facebook votes. Yeah. And we also tallied up um some text that came in through the text line. Yeah, that's true. Um, we that's got true. one vote on um Reddit. What they said on Reddit, they was like, uh, you know, Dave is a legend. <laughs> uh, Dave wants women to vote. Uh, it was it was like one comment. So we always we always shout up our, our our you know our people who who voted for us. Chris Christian, my brother, I appreciate you. Ooh, we had a couple that voted for you. We had a couple ties. Ooh, yeah, our cousin tied Christians. Um, uh, Kenny and Corey voted for Dave. Yeah, shout Corey, out to Kenny. Corey Corny. He's corny because he. I even. I even had to call him out on it. I said. I said. Bet if I put the chain smokers on there, you would have got my Why vote. Said that because he. Uh, he's a. <laughs> he posted something about the, cha- the chain smokers. Chain smokers, chain smokers and Coldplay. What kind huh? of a group name is that? <laughs> Dude, we need a group name. Yeah, I feel like you gotta do acid to listen to their music or something like that. Chain smoking. <laughs> chain smoke all the time. You know how we used to do back when we were kids? We used to smoke chains <laughs> and cold play. Right. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he's a nut. Shouts out to Corey. Got a vote from Gab from me. Thanks, Gab. My boy Ooh. Jose voted for me again. Um, Jose? 
My boredom. <laughs> We're Spanish too. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Deport him. And he uh, he gave name like that. He gave the comment. He said he says where is um J Lo and Ja Rule over the border? <laughs> Get back over there. <laughs> oh my God. What is he? Is he Mexican? Uh, Jose. Uh, I think he's Puerto Rican. I don't know. I never really asked him for his you ethnicity. Don't even know your, your, your fame. I don't. I don't go up to friends. people and be like, "Yo, what's your ethnicity?" Like I'm really trying to figure That's this out. That's the first out. thing I do. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? I'm Control. What's your ethnicity? <laughs> this is my brother Cruz. <laughs> Together we make the Cruz Control. So where would you say you was from? <laughs> Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody ever told me they're from Uruguay. I'm walking away. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's like such a random place to be from. <laughs> Um, on uh, on Instagram, Dan voted Dave. Yes. Um, my boy Greg voted me. Gretel Boo. again voted me. Boo. Um, Doren and Aisha voted you. Let's go. And then yes. our and then our cousin from Texas, Jerry, voted Dev. Boo our boo family, boo family. Go ahead. No, I'm not gonna boo Jerry because his, his story was sad though. What did he? Oh uh, yeah, he said I'm choosing Dev. Because of Marvin Gaye, but also my girlfriend broke up with me after we danced to Endless Love. <laughs> Yo, how you get dumped? After in the a- middle of a dance. He was cutting the rug. He probably stepped on her shoes too much. <laughs> like- he said, and I she's like, I'm done. <laughs> That's she what- used into it in the line. She said, and I'm done with you. <laughs> Just walked out. drinking his face. He was dancing by himself. Like, <laughs> now he went to the bathroom and cleaned his hands. That's crazy. Yeah, to get broken up to in the middle of a song. <laughs> I know he had to be crying too. Oh my god. So that that'll scar you. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I get that, but um, but I ultimately I won. So yeah, so Dave won. Uh, I'm establishing my. I just want to tell everybody, I'm establishing my dominance right now. Man. I'm on a dominant win streak. I think I have about seven wins straight in a row, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I think Let's it's, ask a thousand streamers. What <laughs> I, think I think it's it was two. I think it's two. Yeah, I think I won two weeks in a row. Two and weeks it's gonna, in a row. And it's going to continue this week. I think it's two weeks in a row. Yeah, but um. But yeah, so that was a fun one though. That was that was a that was a good episode. Shout out to everybody who voted. And if you didn't vote, man, hey, follow us on on, on the you know on the gram or on Facebook. Just let us know how you feel. Let us know who won. DM us, text. I know some people send us text messages. You know what I mean? Dave. Oh well, yeah, shout out to K. Voted. You know, send me a vote via text. Right. Listening right. in. Shout uh, out to Pete. Pete, I heard Pete was listening. What's um? What's your um? What's your Pornhub again, Dave? Uh, Pumpkin Spice Latte. Uh, yeah, follow me at Pumpkin Spice Latte on Pornhub. <laughs> That's my page name. Got mad uh, unboxing videos. On there. You said unboxing or boxing videos? No, unboxing. <laughs> what you be unboxing on there? A box. <laughs> you be deflowering a box. <laughs> You wow. Like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> for the next deflowering video. Alright, man. We're going off the walls with this one, dude. Let's bring it back. Let's yeah. bring it back. So, speaking of... Speaking of unboxing... <laughs> like, there's no, no way. No, there's no... Transition to this next topic. No. Because the next topic... There's to- no, like, segue. Yeah, the next topic, we're about to get a... We're going to bring it in a little bit. I got a little bit serious because, uh, like I said, in the beginning... 
I had played the F the Police song by NWA, and I told y'all that we was gonna be calling some, we was gonna be calling people out this week on the cruise control, all white supremacists, all racists. But anyway, last week, in the case of Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to break it down, Dave, of what happened, or? Should we talk about the story? How should we do this today, man? Like, I, it's a lot to unpack and it's a lot to talk about. Should we kind of go through the beginning of it I mean, and then? Can I start off by being honest? Go ahead, man. I'm just worn out. I'm worn out over this nonsense, and I think I'm most worn out about, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking in so so many opinions of people. Like sometimes you realize you just don't want to hear other people's opinion. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta like do that sometimes because we live in the age where you get so much thrown at your face like constantly you really have to like insulate yourself a little bit and say I just need to feel out something from my own self and I would tell everybody listening to do that when you when you're reading about and listening to a lot of these things that are happening like with racial inequality in our country injustice things like that all these conversations that keep floating around mm-hmm. instead of allowing one or two sources to influence you, just take in a story and then sit with it and see how you feel. I agree. Because I agree. I, I'm gonna be honest. Like you can you can go into some of the details about Breonna Taylor's situation and what just happened this past week, which is why we're talking about it. But the honest thing for me is I don't have much to say because mm. for me it's simple. Like you don't have to kill a person because you are looking for someone to arrest. You know, like th- there should never be uh, th- somebody ending, uh, some- somebody's life ending in death. You know, and 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 a murder occurring, that shouldn't be the outcome of a raid or like a, you know, police bursting in to try and f- capture somebody. It just right. shouldn't, right? And it doesn't. <laughs> For anybody to say that it doesn't, it hasn't happened before. That every time somebody busts in somebody's apartment, somebody had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, pew, pew, everybody going to die. That's not the case. Right. Most raids, most, you know, where they trying to track down somebody got a warrant and with them arresting somebody. How many death? How many movies we done seen where they do a raid? The person runs out like the back way. They uh, got to go buy some like uh, clothing line hangers and stuff like right. that. Right. Buy alleyway. A, a, cart, a cart of um, apples or something yeah. like that. And then in the cop duo, the, cop, the athletic cop. That's like always played by Will Smith or something. He always got to be the one to chase and jump over fences and stuff. Right, and the other one go around. How the many front. times you seen in movies and other things where, or even like real stuff like, I don't know, when you would watch Cops or something, they would just chase people through an alleyway and then the helicopter would get going. Like, in what world is it okay that somebody got murdered in their own house? And then people would like will sit here and try to justify it to you in conversation and dialogue about it. Yeah. It's 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 uh, frustrating. It's uh, it's happening too much, and um, you know you 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 thought Dave with all the, you know the backups of of the you know sports players and 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 celebrities and and people who who a lot of people look up to, you thought that this case would be a case that you would finally see something. You know what I mean? Like some type of justice. You didn't have that feeling when you nope. first, when everybody, like LeBron James was backing it up. You know, the president was backing it up. You know, NFL superstars were backing it up. Of what? Our, um, our former... NAACP? Our former, our former president. Oh, you're talking about Obama. 
I'm not talking about Trump. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm yeah, I'm not talking about him. No, but Obama was backing it up, and you know, you, you got a lot of people who's backing up. You didn't have not one time in your in your heart you was like, you know what, this is gonna, this finally gonna be. You knew off the rip. I knew off the rippy what was happening. Right. As soon as they took 19 years <coughs> to to put this to a grand jury and do this whole big investigation, there's some telltale signs about these things. They're like becoming commonplace. When they tuck it away for a minute and they kind of sweep it to get everybody to quiet and hush down on it. Right. That's the first sign. A second sign is when you hear about a payout, like a, you know, somebody getting a, what's that called? Um, you know, they, they like settle. Yeah. Court. Uh-huh. So the family got 12 million. That's a telltale sign. They wasn't going to arrest this man. Well, there was, it, was it was several. It was several. These guys. I think they it was three cops. These guys. I think it was three cops. Yeah, if you want to, like, you know, briefly kind of recap it, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a suggestion that we got in the past is, uh, you know, when we did our last episode, that was pretty heavy when we talked about the Kenosha shooting and Kyle Rittenhouse and stuff. Somebody had uh, asked that we... You know, kind of say the whole story, give everybody a full scope of the story instead of getting, you know, digging deep into it. So we agree on that and we want to give a full story before we continue to talk about it. So we're all on the same page of how we feel and what things what is going on. So March 13th, what happened is there was a warrant out um, for Brianna Taylor's her ex-boyfriend that she used to be where he was a, he was like a big time drug dealer that the police were looking for him so the article says the police have been getting uh, have had been investigating two men who were believed to be selling drugs out of the house that was far away from mrs taylor's home but the judge a judge signed a warrant allowing the police to search mrs taylor residence because the police said they believed that one of the men had used her apartment to receive a package uh, Miss Taylor has been dating that man on and off for several years, but she severed ties with him, according to the family's lawyer. So on that night, Mrs. Taylor and her boyfriend, uh, they'd been in bed. They got up when they heard a loud banging. Mr. Walker and Mrs. Taylor both called out asking who was at the door. Uh, Mr. Walker later told police that he feared that it was Mrs. Taylor's ex who was breaking into the house. After police broke down the door off the hinges, Mr. Walker fired his gun once, striking Sergeant Mattingly in the thigh. The police then responded back by firing several shots, striking Mrs. Taylor five times. One of the three officers at the scene, Detective Brett Haskins, who has since been fired, shot. Not say Haskins. Hankinson. 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 Uh, he was fired. Shot ten rounds blindly into the apartment. Um, and then it goes. I don't want to read the other details because then the other details go into how Mrs. Taylor died, and I don't think that's appropriate right now. But um, I mean, she died. What? Yeah, the, she just died. So that's there's no way around that. She died from those shots. Mm-hmm. They were issuing a arrest warrant. They bust in the boyfriend who's with her. She wasn't with this drug deal that they were looking for. Right. Trying to capture. Mm-hmm. She had no record. The boy, the current boyfriend, had no police record. They were normal people. If anything, it was just by association because she was at one point associated with him. Was the only reason they even were there. Exactly. But exactly. They burst in. He's in. He's in a place that he believes he should have to protect. He fires a shot. They say it struck the the officer, but I don't know if you did. You read um, the recent thing about? I think there was a some sort of like. 
forensics team they investigated it. The, they said that the, it might not have been. It wasn't the bu- the, the bullets bullet from Kenneth Walker's gun. Yeah, so the bullets that were in Kenneth Walker's gun that that didn't match the bullet that the that hit the officer's right. thigh. So and there were reports early on, like when this first came to light. That one of the officers might have shot himself. Yeah, just because, like they said, they blindly. And then they kind of got it got fuzzy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And people were like, "Oh no, you know, why would an officer shoot himself?" Blah blah blah. But it's kind of turning out. You know, it's seeming like maybe there was something there. Again, you never know the details because unless somebody's there with like a, a HD camera and a stenographer taking notes, you're not gonna get everything. You know, exactly right. But again, I don't need that. I don't need to know all the little ins and outs. I don't. Yeah. Because no raid like this should ever end in people, somebody losing their life, especially someone innocent. Because mm-hmm. that's got to be a part of that police work, right? Don't you think? And and the the crazy thing is, is that the boyfriend that got a, the boyfriend that they were looking for, they arrested him earlier that night. If if for those who don't know, if you if you want to look it up yourselves, that guy was arrested. But because there was a warrant out and, and it was which what is interesting, Dave, is that at first the court approved for a no knock warrant. So obviously what's a no knock warrant? You just go in. But they radioed to them before they went in. Hey, court, uh, they changed it that you have to do a now a knock and announce, um, you know, uh, raid. So you you have to knock on the door, let them know, hey, we're the police. You can't just no knock. uh there was no you can't just do the no knock raid anymore and they they said they did the police stated they did yeah it's but part of the investigation but the boyfriend said that they he didn't but hear he anything said he didn't hear anything i also think i read that they were in they're watching a movie in bed so you know they they could have had the tv like there's so many factors that could have influenced how things happened mm-hmm. but again dev you can say all these little details you want no one should have died in that situation <laughs> the point that i just made is Part of your police work in serving a warrant should probably be who do we suspect is going to be in the home? Okay, we think it might be this, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. former or, or could be current girlfriend, but she doesn't have a record. Okay, she's innocent. And then the standard should become, you know, unless we have a visual threat from her, she should be looked to be, uh, sa- you know, saved, if anything, right? Like if something pops off, let's say the ex-boyfriend was there and she was in there. She's innocent. So the the task should have been how do we make the raid occur but not hurt her and make sure he don't hurt her either. He could have took her now as a taken her as a hostage. Yeah. You know like there's so many things that it's like the last resort shouldn't have been that somebody died in that apartment. Yeah. So they do mm-hmm. this whole investigation and then they charge him. It goes to the attorney general's office and the I think the state Supreme Court, right, in Kentucky? Yes, in Kentucky. And they made a decision. And what was that decision? Um, so, <laughs> the decision was... Call him out. Say his name. One of the officers. What was his... What was no, his this, this attorney general. The right, Kentucky Chief. Attorney General, Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron. Um, what a nut. Uh, he recommended charges of only wanton, wanton endangerment. Wanton instead of food. Yeah, <laughs> he, he going to wanton endangerment to the. <laughs> so so the only only one officer was charged with wanton endangerment during that. That was the only charge. Mm-hmm. Um, wanton, what does that even mean? What does wanton soup wanton soup endangerment means? Um, that uh, 
that he the person he or she is wantonly engages in conduct which creates a substantial danger of danger of death or serious physical injury to another person Mm -hmm. so and as we learned later the context of that that the attorney general laid out was that came in the form of the fact that they shot through the walls yeah shot blindly and it hit like the the neighbor's walls walls. the walls and hit the neighbor's walls Mm -hmm. thus they're saying that one officer put general people and (laughs) and property in danger and so they charged them with wonton soup and danger, man. <laughs> this boy. Wanton, yo. <laughs> but again, I, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect them to get charged. So they probably knew something bogus was coming. But they really dug to the bottom of the uh, law book for this one. And, and he's, I never even heard of this. <laughs> yeah. They, they went to the laws that was created in um, 1840. <laughs> All right, with a feather pen. Yeah. <laughs> they was dipping their quail feather into the, the ink. And they created a wonton Some soup endangerment. Made the wonton endangerment clause or a law. B- a bull with a belt buckle on his on his hat. <laughs> he made the wonton soup endangerment after he, law. After he skinned the rabbit for dinner. Right. He said, I'm going to write this law for this town that got 17 people in it. And he created Thanksgiving with, <laughs> with some Native Americans. <laughs> he made the wonton soup wonton endangerment. endangerment. That's crazy. It suck my balls. <laughs> Yo, somebody's getting charged for the bullets that missed. <laughs> Brianna Taylor, let that let that bubble in your head real quick. Yeah, let's let it bubble in this Daniel Cameron's head. Yo, look at this ball shape up. Yo, you want to pull, pull up this pick? Somebody we always on, do this. Somebody on uh, we always do this. Somebody man. on Twitter said, "You you can always tell uh, or you should never trust a black man that don't got a shape up." Look at this ball. Yeah, this ball look like a dork. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, let me. Can I open this image? <laughs> Let me see this. Yeah, he looked like that fake doctor boy. That was a teenager. Oh yeah, the dude, the kid that said he uh he give out uh. Yeah, uh Wayne Brady. What's his name? Fool. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I like this Wayne boy. Brady more than this nut. Yeah, yeah, I don't like how his lips get thinner as they go more to the right. Like his top lip it just thins out at the right of his mouth. This is a weird. This is you a. You know, weird. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm shoot him a little bit of bail though. Go ahead. This man looked mad uncomfortable up there <laughs> doing that like. But that's the thing. We put power in the hands of like these politicians and you know uh, judges and these different elected officials. This is this guy was elected, and he's probably up there like their invisible gun is in the, at the back of his head. Even if he felt some type of way about this, he probably was at the mercy of the people who influence politicians. That's like a normal thing. So what you think was happening in the background in Kentucky? You think the police? Um, you know, force there. You don't think the government reached somebody from a upper level, a governor or a couple governors, people in Congress. You don't think they reached out, hit, hit Daniel Cameron's phone up. Listen, bro, you know what to do. Yeah. Remember that wanton endangerment you read about? <laughs> Remember back second year in law school? <laughs> you were studying ancient law history? Use that. That's crazy. Boom. That's the one you need to go with. Because he did, he did look uncomfortable up there, but still... You got to have some guts and you got to make a better choice. And the right choice here was simple. Them, those guys should have paid. They should have paid in some way for their mistake. I, yeah, like, I saw something today that probably was oh my God, a really good man. metaphor for it. And that is if you were a doctor or a nurse and you go into the wrong room in the hospital, you administer the wrong medicine to somebody and they die. 
You get fired. You lose your license. You're fired. Lose your license. And you're going, you going to jail. And you're going to jail. So how is that any different with a police officer going into the wrong house and killing, killing somebody. An, a woman? That's after you already caught the guy that you're looking for. After all that's said and done, you still go into the wrong house and you just blast. You just buck off. <laughs> and Dave, to be honest, because I know there's probably some people out there thinking, you know what, Dave, let's 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 play devil's advocate with each other. The, the, he did shoot around. You know what I mean? He shot at the cops. UK and, and and I'm not and I'm not for you know I know you talked about this the other day where you said if somebody shoots like look you have the right to protect yourself as well if somebody shoots at you or or, or takes a shot I understand that you know what I mean like he did shoot at them if I'm playing devil's advocate here with you what do you have to say to that <laughs> what is your what is your why are you so happy huh because I'm just saying, like, I don't so agree. You stump me? I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying I want to play devil's advocate here with you, man. No, I, I, I don't say nothing to that. That's that, I want to play devil's advocate. No, there's there's my a simp, the simple response is there are documented other instances where even if somebody fires a shot, that the end result does not result in someone getting murdered. Right. There have been people that have like literally swung at cops with machetes. Fired off at them, swung at them fit with their fists, tried to kick them, tried to run them over with their car, tried to crash their car into, into the police officer's car. And in all those different instances, again, this is not the, the 100% rule. I know there's exceptions. Mm-hmm. And somebody who wants to argue this might say, well, this is an exception. But it's a really poor one. It's a bad one. It's one that you don't want to see because it's proven that there are ways to get what you need to get without murdering somebody. Right? And when you look at all the circumstances, it makes it even more egregious because you had you had knowledge that the guy was captured. You were still going in here. You knew that at at least this was the residence of the of a girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend. So there should have been a different standard going in. It's not about the actual action that occurred. It's it's all the mindset and mentality that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So Dev, in a, in a simple sort of wrap up of this the 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 point is not the end result. The point is what was the mindset of the officers going in, and that's really what the conversation yeah, revolves around. That is. True. What are your thoughts when you're going into spaces like this? When you know that you're serving a search warrant on somebody who's black, does that change your perspective? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Does it make you feel more aggressive? Does it make you have more aggression towards the apprehended person when you're engaging with them? And on the flip side, if you come across a white person and you're serving a search warrant, do you have a different disposition and approach? This is that's the real question. That's and that's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Be you know, for anybody listening, if you have a you know a conversation or a debate with somebody and they start going into like small details, it's because they want to ignore that elephant in the room. That should be a telltale sign that <laughs> they're really trying to flip it so that they can make it something that works for them. Right. But the elephant in the room is, what was your mentality going into this raid for these officers? Is it because your intended target was black that you said, if anything happens, if if the wind blows wrong, I'm fucking, I'm shooting? Yeah. You know, or was yeah. the thought to preserve mm. life Mm-mm. and think about some of the other things, which there's, you know, 
The suspicion is when it's somebody white that happens more frequently. That mindset kicks in of I need to preserve life, not take it. So when officers engage other people that are white, they have a mentality that is more forgiving, amenable, you know, more delicate. And then that that protect and serve mantra, that's when that kicks in. But if it's somebody of color, if it's somebody black, it's like we got to handle these these people. Mm-hmm. We got to deal with it. We got to close the case. And the, the, the regard for life goes down. So, you know, it's, it's sad. Um, but it's what you going to do? It's the world I'm we not live surprised. In. I'm not surprised. So. And um, you know, something that people can do, Dave. I know we, you know, we on the subject. Hey, go vote. <laughs> Register to vote. Sure. Get things ready because it's, it's little steps, and I understand it's it's right now we might not see any. I believe in voting. Right now we might not see any big changes. <laughs> right? Now, why you laugh like that? <laughs> I'm about to put you in wanton endangerment right now. Talking about go vote. Who you think you diddy? Nah, man. I want people to go vote, man. Yeah, yeah. That's how it. That's how the Have change you, starts. Um, I, this is random. I, I was thinking about this this morning. Um. Have you noticed like the uptick in all the the paper, like the mailing your ballot thing? What's up with that? What what's the push now for mailing ballot? Because I'm confused. Like they telling people get on the get this mailing ballot thing going. You go on Facebook, it's like ding, get your mailing ballot requested now before August, October 27th. Register, but then there all this there's all this news about how the U.S. Postal Service is like jeopardized and. All the stuff about the president trying to undermine them. Why, as a voter, should I feel confident in putting in a vote and mailing it when the U.S. Postal Service is, like, under siege? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Isn't that weird, you? <laughs> don't they, like, isn't that odd? Yeah, I mean... Like, all of a sudden, mail-in votes are popping up. Now, I understand there's a backdrop of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess the, the idea is you're going to have a harder time going to your polling place because of social distancing and right. all this. Right, And maybe they're expecting like an influx of people. But when we did the primaries, I went to the polling place. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I voted. I, I voted too. I went to the I went to the polling places and voted. So, I, I, I just I just think one they want to do I don't it. I trust the mailing vote thing. Yeah, I don't either and I know like I've been hearing like they send you like two envelopes and if you send it in the wrong envelope, they don't count it. Like it's like some like tricky so You got to uh, lick the back or else they won't accept it. Yeah, it's like invisible ink and you got to burn the tips of it in order to <laughs> vote in or something like that. They made it some weird thing, but um but yeah, I mean, obviously you want to, with COVID and all that, you want to make sure you continually tell people like you can do a mail-in vote, but you have to do it before a certain time or else the mail-in vote, you know what I mean? Like you have to register to do the mail-in voting stuff. Who knows what they do with these votes, man? Honestly, I don't even trust the machine vote. When I go in there and press that button on the machine, what, what happens with that? Who tallies it? What you mean? I they... don't know if voting is real, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's all a sham. <laughs> this is more. This is just an illusion. <laughs> it's alien. This is a simulation we live in. No, for real. This matrix you, alien. Have you seen bull. your vote? Have you seen your physical vote? Do you like watch it go like in a? Um, yeah, the lady goes in. Like the- and when you go to Krispy Kreme and, it's, and the donuts <laughs> going down the conveyor. 
How do you see your vote go from your button press wait, 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 to wait. making a president? Before you're not gonna slip in that fat idea. Why are you That's taking a, a Krispy Kreme conveyor because belt? You go to Krispy Kreme, they got the glass. You can see the donut being made from scratch. How son. many times? How much times have you watched it's, the donut being glazed? They start with dough. How many times have you? Is this like Monday Night Football for you, dude? Are you, start, at, listen, are you at Krispy Kreme's with an Eagles jersey on? Listen, I'm trying to break down politics, Cheering the donuts dude. off for you. Listen, Devin. <laughs> Cruz. Go, donuts, go! Cruz, I'm trying to break down politics to you. Okay? In Krispy Kreme, there's a glass. All right. You see the donut go from original donut infancy. <laughs> and, and it goes down the conveyor belt. It gets fired... Fire grilled, flame grilled. Okay. Okay. Glazed, <laughs> flipped, caressed, massaged, double glazed, cool down station. Yummy, yum in my tum tum in my mouth. <laughs> Did you recently go to Krispy Kremes or something like no, that? No, but what I'm saying is, I'm trying to make a comparison. No. You understand? So- do so you see I, your vote I when look, it starts I look in front of the donut conveyor belt to the end? <laughs> yeah. No. No, listen. So I, I looked because when I went to The Illuminati vote, picks the president. When I went to go vote last time, I wanted to make sure the lady, she takes a slip of paper, she puts it in the machine, she'll press the button, the machine will take my paper in, and then you vote. Okay, and I And then you know what happens? What? At the end of the day, after everybody leaves, they take those machines uh-huh. and they pee on them and then they throw them <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> Why would they pee on them? They because that's how disrespectful they are. <laughs> because our votes don't matter. Are you voting? Vote, vote, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, you anti-voter. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going for the uh, free pamphlets they give out at the front. <laughs> they tell me to pick my local politician. Hopefully the Krispy Kreme, uh, they get a Krispy Kreme at the end of it all. That'll get yeah. you to vote, dude. Vote, vote button 73 for Joe Sabatino. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's always funny to go to the voting thing because you got people who are adamant about getting you to vote for their, you know what I mean? Like, yes, they have people from their uh, their actual like local office that'll go and say vote for like, um, whoever I don't know. I feel like every and at least here in Philly, every um voting ticket there's like profiles of different types of people. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's say it's the big one, right? Yeah, and you got like the president. And then you got like some local people that you need to vote on, like uh, council people or whatever. Let's say you got like a uh, little um, district, whatever people. Yeah. I always feel like there's like four uh, white people that like are from the neighborhood and they look like they was born there. Right. <laughs> and they got some name that ends with like patina or something like that. Right. And then you always got like one uh, black person that got a real radical sounding name, <laughs> like Shakata Fatah or something like that. Shikata like vote Shakata Fatah with that's a, that's a Harry Potter spell. Too. And then you always got like one like uh, Middle Eastern woman. Yeah. Right. And it's like vote for this because just off the Middle Eastern name, they want you to be feel like it's like I don't know. I feel like all ballots are the same. Watch when you go to vote this. <laughs> Watch when you go to vote in November. You gonna vote for Shakata Fatah? Is that a real person? Huh? Is that a real person no. or a spell? I- <laughs> That's a Krispy Kreme donut. That's, That's the process of making a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> oh gosh, let's move on. Man. Oh god! All right, for going from going from going from Shakata Fatah donuts. Um, Last week, yo, Dave, I read this wild story last week. I, I believe I sent it to you, but um, did you hear what happened with the uh, with the whole Kobe Bryant thing? 
Do you? Yeah. Did I send that to you? Yes. I sent that to you, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, yo! <laughs> so listen, for those who don't know, um, last week an officer in California was um, taken to court because he was at a bar. Kobe's wife took this guy to court. Kobe's wife took and this guy to court Bryant. because he was at a bar, and you know what I mean. He seen this nice looking girl over there. So he goes to the girl, he pulls out his phone, and he says, hey, look at these dead pictures I have of Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. This officer took pictures of Kobe and his daughter at the cra- at the helicopter crash site and tried to get a girl by showing them their pictures. This man tried to bag with some death pictures. With some dead pictures. Now listen. Kobe. I'm all for swag. I'm all for I'm like not for that type of swag. Not that, what type of time is he on, dude? What type of time is? So they had to make the Kobe Bryant law. Yo, what type? Whoa, whoa, whoa. we basically can't over it. <laughs> can't take pictures of dead people. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So in California, the governor signed in a law called the Kobe Bryant law, which exactly what David said. You can't take a picture of a dead person. It makes it a crime for first responders to take unauthorized pictures of a dead person at an accident scene. Uh huh. And it's gonna take effect. And it's because this bull January first. This bull said, mm, "Look at that lovely lady over there." <laughs> What's the best way for me to possibly get her number and secure a date? Let me show her this dead body on my phone. That's crazy. You really tried to bag. How do you even like death? What? What's his game like when he walks over there? Uh, got his boots on and all that. Right. He's, he clicked over. Click. 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 click, click Why click, is this a horse? Yeah. He walked over. He walked over on a horse. Click, 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 click. Hey, lady. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here this evening. <laughs> What's that you say? Do I have any cool pictures? The black mamba. Do I have games on my phone? What's your favorite? No, but I got this. What's your favorite snake? <laughs> a mamba. That's crazy. Like, how you do that? Like, you know, like when you when you ready to go out with your friends, right? And you swag up, so you get your hair cut. You know, you get some nice shoes on. You throw on some nice lay. You getting ready to have a, a night out in the town, and you're like, oh, let me not forget my Kobe Bryant dead pictures. <laughs> like, I'm gonna try to put this in the main album <laughs> and my public photos. <laughs> I don't but get it. A screensaver. <laughs> Yo. He's in front of his phone. He's like, oh. <laughs> Oops. It's 9.45. <laughs> Look what came up. <laughs> What's that, you ask? That's wild, man. How do you do that? What's this officer's name, man? Yo, that was really his icebreaker, dude. Like, that's crazy. What a nut. <laughs> oh, my God. I never... I just can't... I can't believe that. I don't, they're not giving the officer's name. I guess he wants to stay down low. But... Uh, that was... Damn, that was his icebreaker. <laughs> So let's play two truths and a lie. I'm a firefighter. I have dead pictures of Kobe and of Gianna Bryant. Which one is the lie? <laughs> I'm a firefighter. I have dead pictures of Kobe. And I was born a snake. Which one is the lie? The third thing he said was a super obvious lie. He was a police officer. That's the lie. Power of ten Mac trucks. Nope. What's that? Oh, I don't have pictures of Kobe dead. 
<laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Check your phone. <laughs> Send me a number. I'll text you. I just airdropped you the dead pictures. <laughs> How you feel about that? <laughs> Oh that's wild. Gosh. That's wild. And uh, disrespectful. The disrespectful. way the way Gianna Bryant found out was because the lady that he tried to that he tried to get with, she she said something about it. She told Vanessa. she. Uh, what is it, Vanessa? I'm sorry, Vanessa Bryant. She uh, the she told Vanessa Bryant about the pictures, and then that's how they were able to, you know, take this officer to court. That's that's nice. that's wild. Yeah. First off, to have the audacity. Well, it would have been even wilder if she actually went on a date with this man. Right. Like, oh my gosh, so cool. <laughs> I'm so moist. <laughs> That's crazy. No, no one even says that in their name. What type of girl? What type of lady is that? I'm so moist. Pictures? <laughs> Get me going. Um, Especially those of dead athletes. No, she she definitely should have called him out on his nuttiness. I'm so moist. <laughs> oh my god! Whoever this officer is, <coughs> he need that's wanton and dangerous. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, he's a nut, man. He's definitely a nut. I'm glad this law going into place. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we was able to take care of that. And, um, oh yeah, I forgot, dude, I forgot to bring it up at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm such a loser for that. But Dave, we actually got a, um, a special guest coming on today. Um, a word. Yeah. First ever. Our first, yeah. Our first ever guest. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a friend, somebody that we both know. Friend uh, of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, Dan Cass is coming on. You remember Dan Cass, right? Yes. Um, Way back. He's coming on to talk about a chariot event um, that he, uh, you know, obviously wants our listeners to be a part of and everybody to, to tune in. So I'm going to go ahead and give we him could, a call. We could, t- we could say a second of that history. What? You and I, we, um, you know, know this person from our time at Temple and, uh, you know, we go way back like that, like a Cadillac on four flats. Exactly, Cadillac on four flats. <laughs> That's dope, though. That we, you know, we don't get to talk. But but um, it's a great charity event. He's gonna explain it all to you guys. I'm gonna give him a call real quick, and he's just gonna explain everything and how we can help him out and what the cruise control family can do to support this event. So give me one sec. I'm gonna give Dan a call. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, Dan. What's up, Dan? Not much. How are you? I'm good, brother. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Happy to have you on the show, man. Um, for people who don't know, on the cruise control, um, Dan actually was a part of a radio show, the WeWo Show, that um, me and David were a part of back in college, and um, Dan actually has. Uh, what is it, Dan? Like a charity event or something that you wanted to to um, talk to our, our listeners about? Yeah, so I have my own podcast, Out of Love, which I started a few months before, so I think that's technically supposed to you part of my podcast coaching tree. Is that correct? Um, I, yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do like the correct top of it to the WeWo show. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, I don't know about Greg Popovich, but 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. <laughs> so what we're doing for uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is every October, is we're releasing a special shirt with our logo on it because I love to self-note and have anything I ever do on a t-shirt. You've been tested. There have been a couple of WeWo show items. And what we're also doing is releasing a charity compilation album. It's called The Compilation of Love. So what we did was we asked a lot of our musician friends to write an original song responding to the word love. That was all it had to be about. It could be okay. about your partner, it could be about whatever you want. And we have 24 original songs. The subjects range from your partner, your parent, your pet, to Hungarian Netflix film, <laughs> to a hundred year old house. Oh, wow. They are all over the place. And so those are going to be released this Friday at outoflovestore.com slash store, outoflovestore.com slash store, and all the proceeds we go to Women Against Abuse, which is an organization in Philadelphia, they're a nonprofit agency that helps people who have experienced domestic violence and inner partner abuse. Um, they have uh, emergency safe houses, they have uh, shelter beds, they have traditional housing programs, they also have legal services, and they run the national, they run the domestic abuse hotline in the city of Philadelphia. So they do a lot of really good, important work. Dang, that's some good, that's some good work right there Dan I mean of, co- of course it's something that we want to support and something that we want to bring to the forefront and um, you know obviously everybody you heard it here first um, Dan say, say the websites again for me say everything that the people can go on to buy, to support the cause again outoflovedshow.com slash store outoflovedshow.com slash store if you follow us on Instagram at outoflovedshow all the information is there Dan, sounds like a great deal, brother. I appreciate you. Um, it's it's kind of fun finally having little tiny reunion over here, man. We uh we used to see each other five times a week every week for like two years, and now yeah. and now um you know it's good to finally get back and kind of it's for a good cause, man. And of course, me and Dave wanted to be here to support um you know this cause because you know um shoot man it's it's something that needs to be talked about something that needs to be put on the forefront and it's something that needs to be supported so dan we appreciate you brother we appreciate you for coming on a little bit just to talk about it appreciate you for doing the interview with us what's up brother I appreciate you guys having me and, and for giving me a platform to help uh, push this out. Oh, of course, man. We always we always want to support, man. We uh, cruise control letter kids. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> but we uh, we appreciate you, man, for coming on, for putting this together, for just doing it for everybody, man. And um, so, everybody, please link up. Please look at the website. Please do what you have to do. Follow them out of love on Instagram. We follow them already. If we follow them, then you should follow them because that's how love is going. All right. And please support the cause um dan thank you for coming on brother we appreciate you you have a good one all right man all right you too dave okay. dave if you call me my brother's name one more time man <laughs> you i see you dan be good all right bro all right, all right man yeah no problem bye-bye all right that's my boy man 
Thank you. Thank you to the, the Greg Popovich of podcasting. Yeah, I don't know what this boy was talking about, Greg Popovich or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna we be, owe it all to you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. He, I think he uh I think he was talking to us through speakerphone. It was uh I'm gonna have to uh put the volume up a little bit because <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what editing's for. You know yeah, I mean? we gonna get in here. We gonna edit well, we this job. We, we, we had to get our man on here. You but, know, talk about a charity event. But please, everybody, so, like, like he said, uh, you know, the out of out of ooh, <laughs> that must have been the Krispy Kreme coming out. <laughs> that's a want- excuse my man. That's a one time of danger right there, dude. Um, please follow the Out of Love podcast on Instagram. Yes. Uh, please visit the website. It's a great event, a great charity event. Um, and buy the album too. Like he came up with a whole album for this event. You know what I'm saying? Go yes. out there and buy that, and do that thing. Cop there. up, cop that, uh, cop that album. Check it out. Um, what else we checking out, Dave? Any anything new? Anything new you want to bring to the uh, table, yeah. man? I want to talk about one of the weirdest movies that I've seen in the pat in this year. What's that? Last year for sure. I don't know where it ranks all time. We might do a top five weirdest movies. <laughs> you gonna put day. this up there? But this movie was trippy, man. This, what? Uh, you know, I, I didn't. I, I don't even don't. Yeah, I think I might have seen like a trailer of it, but I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't know if it was a theater thing. Turns out, this movie, The Devil All the Time, came out on Netflix. Um, within the past like week and a half. <laughs> And when it hit the streets, mm-hmm. you know, it turned the streets on fire. Oh, it was tough like that? People like it? Um, well, people started, you know, it started making its rounds. Like, you would see people tweeting about it, writing on Facebook about it. So, I got a chance to watch it. Did you, you see it? Uh, I saw some of it. Um, it was cool up until, um, what's that actor's name? Until... Um, Robert Pattinson started talking, and then I had to walk away because that had to, that was the worst accent of all time. I think everybody did pretty good acting. <laughs> so this movie has some heavy hitters in it, right? It had Spider Man, it had it. <laughs> Those were the it had tr- it. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgårds and Tom Holland wearing it. Yeah, Robert the Pattinson, Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier was in it, was he? Yeah, Sebastian Stanley was the uh, the the sheriff bull. Oh yeah! <laughs> but no, nah, if 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 you guys haven't seen it yet, you know what, Dave? Let me let me pull it up real quick because this has to be the worst so thing I've ever. You, you you stopped watching. I stopped watching the movie because of Robert Pattinson. Strictly because of his accent. This was the worst accent, and people, <laughs> he actually didn't have an accent coach. Uh-huh. So. That's why, and I've read about, I, I've looked it up too after this. People were, a lot of people were making fun of him, and a lot of people noticed it too. He, he's the only actor in this movie who said he didn't want an accent coach. He just wants to go off the, off the, off the top of the dome with the southern accent. Okay. So this is him like freestyling and sort of, and this is the, his own interpretation of a, of a, and this is, and the, isn't he from, um, he's from like British. Uh, <laughs> he's from British. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's a bloke. <laughs> So this is this is a T and Crimpins exclusive, and he said, "Look, let me put on my southern twang, right?" Is that the cruise control of British T and Crimpins? Y'all, so welcome to T and Crimpins. <laughs> you blimey blokes! <laughs> this fool's a bloke. But no, so this is the scene. The movie again. The movie's devil of all, the devil all the time. This is the scene that made me stop watching the movie. Mm. Listen to this nutty accent. That Robert Pattinson displays for us. Okay. 
Friends. <laughs> There's no doubt. We're all humble people gathered here. Amen. Amen. Y'all have been awful nice to me. Nah. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for welcome. Yes. Amen, amen. But friends, poor soul, bringing them chicken livers and that beat up plate. Well, let's just say I'm inspired to preach on it for a minute before we eat. Do you need to hear more? <laughs> sure. Some of us are better off than others. And I see plenty of white meat and red meat laid out on this table. <laughs> and I suspect that the folks that's, that carried them platters in eat. What? Listen, he said, crack. <laughs> that's how I say white. <laughs> oh, this is he the, said there's plenty of crack meat. This is the worst accent in the whole world. On that table over there. Nice. Friends. <laughs> he did start that scene out. That jaw slipped out of his mouth. Friends. Quiet me. Yo, friends. <laughs> I don't see the big deal, man. That accent was hard. I can't watch a movie like that, dude. How did that stick out to you, though? Like, first of all, you nobody really knows what Southern people be saying. They don't say this. And secondly, it was kind of there. It wasn't like. Oh, come on, He dude. wasn't like. Friends, I'm from the south. <laughs> Go on now, you hear? He didn't like butcher it. It just might sound a little goofy, a little. You know what I'm saying? This, I understand what you're saying. He at least is in the ballpark of south. Get on down, little dog. Get on down. Get a dog, little longy. I'm from Alabama. Get a dog, little longy. Get a dog, little longy. He, he was free. Yo, listen, 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 listen. Bring it down to the white meat. Listen, listen. I did good sometimes, but poor people. <laughs> Look, God. pause, pause. What? De I've definitely, I've been to the South and uh. I heard somebody say, poor people. <laughs> all Southerners say, all Southerners say, people, like that. Like, they overemphasize the P's and they use the whole mouth. I feel, yeah, I feel like poor this. I don't know what he did. He had to play like Red Dead Redemption and just listen to the accents in that game or something. Like he had power to, people. He, who was his? He was his own coach because he didn't have an accent coach. So what is he like? What did he watch or what did he do? I don't. Did he YouTube it? Did he YouTube Southern accents and then just for an hour just waited there? The did he watch The Walking Dead with, with Rick Grimes Carl. and stuff? <laughs> poor people. Carl, everybody's poor. Friend. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. That movie was that that accent was horrible. You really now, stopped watching because of that. Now the movie was good up until Robert Pattinson came in. The movie I, I thought the movie was trippy. Um, I didn't know what to think of it. It just made me think. If anything, the South is kind of a weird. Not the South, like rural America, is weird. Because I I was like, could it be like this? Like where there's like a town where there's forty five people, and they all just. Just like weird <laughs> and like murderers high key, <laughs> but they murder for the Lord and the it's the Lord and like the way that yeah that their sense of religion was like super warped yeah but to them that's not warped you know that might be regular. This movie was trippy, man. It is it is crazy and uh, I, I mean I suggest people see it just get a taste of it. <laughs> you know yeah. it's on it's on Especially Netflix. Poor people. If actually the poor people and the friends of the poor. all my friends. <laughs> Why? 
All the and poor people. All the white poor people. Watch this movie. And get on down, little doggy. <laughs> get a dog, little longy. <laughs> like it's the it's the worst thing I've ever heard, and um, it was torture. And I like I said, I literally after that scene, mm-hmm. I walked away. Now there's a there's a lot of um, good to this movie though, because the acting is Spider Man was a good actor. <laughs> It, you can't, you can't go, keep going, man. <laughs> Tom Holland was a good actor. It Billy Scar, uh, uh, Scarsgard was a good actor as well. They did their thing with that movie, um, but just Robert Pattinson, you know, the dude from the from the uh, vampire movie. What's that called? Twilight, right? Yeah. From dude from Twilight just wasn't doing it for me, man. He just that accent was poor. <laughs> what's, now, a, what's a great movie? What's a great movie that you know you love? Uh, come on, dude. Come on, day. There's one that had a 20th anniversary, and I and I watched it, and we referenced and we referenced it last week, almost as if God was looking down on us from on high with the pulpit, and He said, "Friends, (laughs) I'm gonna give you a movie that will bless your heart, dude. Poor people, the poor people. Remember the Titans' 20th anniversary." Was last week mm. strong side. <laughs> Come Attitude on, reflect leadership. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you so hard. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really stuck him there, Campbell. We watched that show the other day. We watched that whole John from the back again. Dude, that's a classic. That's a classic movie. movie. The way they made those that's a classic. Those thirty year olds look like they were teenagers, dude. Like. The one boy was always singing and all that, man. Give me your, uh, give me your review of oh, what I think is an all-time great American cinema classic. Remember the Titans. I don't know if it gets enough respect. Oh, Remember the Titans is the best sports you know? movie ever. It's the best sports movie ever. Okay, that's where you're going, off the off the rippy. What's the best sports movie ever? No, I'm asking. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's where you stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Dang. Like, you want to get in wanton endangerment with Yeah, me? I was about to throw a fist in your Dang. chest, dude. <laughs> I was about to one-inch punch you because I was going to get real mad. That has so many classic lines. The acting in that movie was great. Um, Probably be- the best actor of the modern day Denzel Washington. Ooh, you put Denzel as a best. We could get into that another day. But Denzel's a great actor. Definitely top one of my top five of all-time actors once we get to that. Um Great movie. I mean, you had um, it had Coach Yost. It had Coach Yost, who was uh, and Hayden Panettiere, right? She was a young. She was the little girl, right? She was uh, she didn't like to play with no dolls. (laughs) She liked to watch football, Coach. (laughs) You ran a tight camp up here, Coach. Why don't you get this little girl some dolls? (laughs) I want to watch football. I don't know if she said that. I think I just made that up. <laughs> but he getting beat like he stole something, sir. <laughs> Yost, <laughs> put my son in, Yost. Yo, I always was cracking. Don't you take my son out. I was cracking up when he really gave his spot up to Petey. He said, "Put Petey in, Coach. He's just better." <laughs> coach, put Petey in. He's better. He said, "You want to put Petey in, and you go give him his spot." <laughs> no, you're right. That this movie got some of the funniest lines ever. <laughs> The one you mentioned earlier is hilarious. Yeah. When Bertier was uh, when he said, "If you don't block a ref, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you so hard when you come to, you gonna need a new haircut." <laughs> Why he laughed at him like that? when he did the laugh? 
Yo, how about his man's though? The line, bre- the lineman board that didn't block. Uh, oh, oh, you talk the tight end ball, the racist white ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the worst. What do you? Uh... I blocked him. Swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't hear the no, call. What was the, what was the funny line though? The, uh, oh, when uh, when uh, when he got cut, right? When Bertier kicked him off the team. Yeah, he said you're getting cut. <laughs> he said, he said, oh, did coach put you up to? He was like, no, it was my decision. He's like, oh, is that true? Uh, what he called him, Dean? <laughs> he said, oh, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> he was so bitter. <laughs> Or wait, is it Dean Martin? <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen Remember the Titans, which you if you haven't, you can rumble me and Dave right now. Like I'm calling it out right now. Text I mean, me. but shouldn't people know about Remember the Titans? What you mean? Or they don't want to know, Petey. <laughs> I like the way you they put don't want to know. <laughs> but no, that's a that's a classic movie with a bunch of classic scenes. And Dave, I think. Keeping along with that classic scenes, I think we got to get into our top five this week, man. And our top five this week for the people out there, we're not going to go classic scenes. We're going to go top five comedic scenes of all time from movies, from movies. We're not going into TV oh, quite yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Did I make a mistake? Go, yes. go, 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 go. Let, uh, go ahead, man. I don't know if I want to say top five of all time. What you want to say? I want to say our top Five favorite funniest scenes. Okay. Because you got to be clear, Dev. You know, we're going to start doing more and more of these episodes. Right. And one day we might actually want to do just the, like, objectively top five most funny scenes in movie history. And funny could mean a lot of different things. It could just be, you know, they have a big impact on comedy. But this right here is more like... Personal. Our top five funniest... Okay. Scenes. I rock with it. I rock with it. Right? I rock with it. I, okay, so it's our personal top right. five. So this is things that make us giggle, you know, get us, uh, uh, you know, on, just giddy with joy. On that, it puts us on that conveyor belt. Right. At, at, uh, at, um, um, the donut shop. What's it called again? Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, my fault. I didn't mean to disrespect yeah, you like that. <laughs> they didn't process, man. Respect I didn't mean it. to disrespect you like that. So we go on top five funniest scenes. Our top five. Right, our personal top our five personal funniest top scenes five funniest that scenes. just make us laugh, you know, make us uh, crack up every time you see them. Exactly. And um, since I've been on a massive win streak. Well, you got like two or three wins in a row. I think you can go ahead and go first. You want me to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, man. Coming in at number five for Dev. Oh my God! For those, oh, yeah. what, 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 one what? thing. For each one, let's set the scene. Make sure everybody knows kind of if they need any context. Maybe they haven't seen the movie or recall the scene. So just make sure you know we're setting a little context before each scene. Can we have that as well? Oh, okay, yeah, of course, of course. Because for for those who don't know, <laughs> each movie will set the context. So at number five, coming in. <clears throat> I'm going with Adam Sandler. He had a classic scene from a from I would say, Dave, would you consider Waterboy like a classic comedy movie? Like everybody knows it, and it's it's a it's a, it's a well known movie uh, of yeah, all time. It's in the upper half of Adam Sandler's movie. Right. So this is a one of the funniest scenes from Waterboy. This is um there for those who haven't watched Waterboy. Adam Sandler plays this this guy who he was a water boy and then he became a superstar football player mm, now that's a great synopsis right isn't it basically isn't nope. that what it was what was it what what was the water boy what was this what was the, the synopsis I'll just keep doing this <laughs> so this scene right here um adam sandler character in the movie in order for him to get pumped up or get hype you have to tell him that water sucks so the coach went ahead and did that 
And this is the funny, my number five funniest scene of all time in movies. <laughs> Water sucks. Gatorade is better. What? Use it on the field. Gatorade not only quenches your thirst better, it tastes better too, idiot. You're, you're, you're drinking the wrong water. Gatorade. <laughs> H2O. Gatorade. H2O. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. No, it it really, really sucks. You're bad people. <laughs> Yo, I've never seen somebody catch a field goal for a touchdown. Yeah, he like stepped on the one dude's face. <laughs> Jumped up and caught the ball. Gatorade. That's what makes it funny for you? Huh? That's what makes it funny for you? No, that's the, everything. Like, no, and then the water sucks. Why he started singing water sucks? It's just funny. It's just a funny it's just a funny scene to do it from, man. I don't know. I like that scene, man. It's it's personal. You fat? Um, okay. I mean, uh, okay. It's a good, no, Water Boy's a funny movie. Um, would I put that in my top five scenes ever? Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. All right, what's your number five then, you loser? Uh, all right, my top, my number five comes from, and, I, and I'm standing by all my drones, all right? So, Nacho Libre is among my top five comedy movies of all time. <laughs> all right? Don't I, get it twisted. So I like it, too. Right I here, like it, too. This scene right here is one of my personal favorites. makes me laugh every time because uh, Jack Black is just a fool. This whole movie, he does a horrible sort of interpretation of what, like, a Mexican yeah. priest is. <laughs> young priest in training. So, Nacho Libre... Is a story about this uh, guy who works at like a monastery as a priest, goofy fat dude. He wants to be a lucha libre wrestler, so he meets up with this guy called uh, the skeleton or El Skeleto. El Skeleto. El Skeleto in Spanish, <laughs> and they become a wrestling tag team duo. And this scene right here is after um, Nacho Libre does a has a failed attempt at trying to woo a woman that he likes. So to cheer him up, Esqueleto tries to buy him some corn. So he buys like that street corn that street vendors sell in Mexico with the like red uh, seasoning on it and butter. <laughs> and he brings him himself and Nacho Libre one. And this is the scene right here. Play that for me real quick. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Surprise. Get that corn out of my face! <laughs> It's no use. I want to be a great fighter. 
but I can't even beat a couple of guys in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho, I think I know someone who can help you. The Lord? No. <laughs> the Lord? He's a water gypsy. <laughs> he knows where to find eagle eggs. Eagle eggs? I'm not listening to you. You're crazy. <laughs> That's that what scene. it is right there for you, Dave? That, yeah. That That's going to be your number five? That scene makes me laugh every time because he did not have to slap that corn out of that man's hand <laughs> so aggressively. <laughs> then they start wrestling. <laughs> Talking about release, release. He Then he's got his stomach all out and he's just sad. The scene before this, Dev, was the one where he's trying to impress the, the girl, Encarnacion. So then he sets up somebody to come and beat him up, but really he's going to beat them up. Because he thinks they're going to be faking it. But then an actual group of guys come and beat him up. And he's frustrated at himself. Come on, man. You can't feel that pain? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the movie plenty of times, so I love the movie myself. You already should know. But I still think that Waterboy scene just had more context to it, man. It was just funnier. It was just stupid. No, if so... If, Listen, I want to encourage every single listener, go watch Nacho Libre. I would, too. I would, Front to back, and you'll realize it's a hilarious, stupid movie. It is. It is, and I agree. So this this perfectly captures that for me. Also, I got an idea for this week, Dev. What? For the top five, I think we should release our recap uh, posts early and put the links to all of these so people can see. Because a a lot of times, too, with these scenes, it's a movie, right? So there's visual cues that also make you laugh. So I think we should put this out. And maybe try to hyperlink some of these scenes. We'll see if we can do it. We'll see if we can do it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and then we, that way we give everybody the week to sort of vote and watch to some of the scenes. Or you'll have to look them up. We'll figure out if we can do that. Early. Yeah. And what, by we, he means me. Because he ain't going to do none yeah, of this. Yeah, because I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> Coming in at number four for me. I'm going to a classic, Dave. Uh-huh. And you know this is a classic, dude. Uh-huh. Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Classic! 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 And I got, I got, I just got, I got one sentence for you, Dave. Do you want to hear the most, the most annoying sound in the world? Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) Guys! 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 (laughs) Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Radio. <laughs> Who needs the radio? Ready, Harry? Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy me a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, don't sing. She's gonna buy me a diamond ring. Diamond ring. And if that diamond ring don't change, Lloyd, look, there's some people want to ride too. Pick them up. I know you didn't see it, but in the in the, in the movie, the people that they're picking up are like five Mexican people. So. It's a Mexican family with a guitar. See. <laughs> 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 
I didn't explain Dumber and Dumber, but I don't know. It's a classic. Like, everybody it's should know. Is this a movie th- about two dumb people? Is this a dumb movie about two dumb people? Right. It's hilarious. And that's a classic Jim movie. Carrey, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. that was a classic. That's all you need to say, man. All right, my number four comes from another classic. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I think if you are talking about just funniest, most impactful movies, you got to list this up there. What you talk about? Comedies. What you talk about, Dave? Of course, I'm going. I'm talking about The Hangover. Oh, okay. I agree. The movie that <laughs> just made Vegas seem like the most fun place ever. That I, I think they did a spectacular job with this movie from beginning to end, kind of building it up to the final end credits. Great all-time film. This scene is when they're checking in to the Caesars Palace okay. in Las Vegas. And Alan, who is like the guy that's played by Zach Galifianakis... He's asking a bunch of crazy questions while they're trying to check in for their bachelor weekend in Vegas. <laughs> All right, let's play this, John. Hi, welcome to Caesars. Hi. Hello. Checking in? Yeah. yeah. We have a reservation under Dr. Price. Okay, let me look that up for you. Dr. Price? <clears throat> Stu, you're a dentist. <laughs> hey, don't try and get fancy. It's not fancy if it's true. He's a dentist. Don't get too excited. And if uh, someone has a heart attack, you should still call 911. We'll be sure to do that. Can I ask you a question? Do you know if the hotel's pager friendly? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not getting a SIG on my beeper. I'm not sure. Is there a payphone bank? Bunch of payphones. <laughs> Business. Um, there's a phone in your room. That'll work. So I have you in a two-bedroom suite on the 12th floor. Is that okay? Sounds perfect. Actually, I was wondering if you had any villas available. Bill, we're not even going to be in the room. It's unnecessary. It's no big deal. We can share beds one night. Oh, if we share beds, I'm bucking with Phil. <laughs> you good with that? No, I'm not good with that. Guys, we're not sharing beds. What are we, 12 years old? Lisa, I apologize. How much is the villa? Well, we have one villa available, and it's 4200 for the night. Is it awesome? It's pretty awesome. We'll take it. Give her credit card. I can't give her my credit card. We'll split it. Are you crazy? No, this is on us. You don't get it. Melissa checks my statements. Well, we just need a credit card on file. We won't charge you anything until you check out, so you can figure it out then. Perfect. That's perfect. Thank you, Lisa. And we'll deal with it tomorrow. Come on. Fine. Can I ask you another question? Sure. You probably get this a lot. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? <laughs> What do you mean? Did, did, um, did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. Did Caesar live here? <laughs> classic. That is a classic scene. I mean, you could have put another scene from there, but that's a funny one too. You know what I mean? I it, mean, it's a, it's a great movie, so there's a lot of good scenes. It don't it don't match up against Dumber Dumber, but. Dumber, dumber, dumb and dumber. But it's cool though. What's your number three? Dave, my number three, and you know, you know, this right here is a this number three is a punch from Mike Tyson himself, dude. Mm-hmm. At number three, I'm going Tropic Thunder. Ooh. How's that? How's that feel, man? You got got that gut punch, huh? You know I'm about to hit you with some with some craziness right here. So this uh Tropic Thunder was was a uh, oh my gosh. was one of the, the best. one of the best of all time probably. Um 8 years ago so this movie is uh this scene that I'm going to play for you um it was released in 08 so yeah 8 years ago, right? Yeah. So but this scene that I'm about to play for you is going to um 
I don't want it to offend nobody. This is a comedy movie, but uh, it was a pretty funny scene. And uh, just like we've been doing with the synopsis of the movie, it's three act or uh, five actors go out to film this movie, and um, instead of it being a movie, they end up getting into some real mess with like some real. What were you consider those people? What were they? Um, the people that like they're just out in the jungle. They're doing like a fake army movie. Yeah, but they end up in the actual jungle with actual like criminals. Right. Yeah, that live out in the jungle. Right, right, right. So, so they're having to like survive. Survive. They got. They got to survive. And um, <laughs> this scene right here is Robert Downey Jr. and Ben Stiller. Um, Ben, Robert Downey Jr. is telling Ben Stiller to never go full retard. Yeah, exactly. You know, there were times when I was doing Jack that I actually felt retarded, like really retarded. Oh, yeah. I mean, I brushed my teeth retarded. I rode bus retarded. Damn. In a weird way, I had to sort of just free myself up to believe that it was okay to be stupid or dumb. To be a moron. Yeah. To be moronical. Exactly. To be a moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Like the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. When I was playing the character. When you was a character. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as Jack. Definitely. Yeah. Jack. Stupid-ass Jack. Trying to come back from that. In a weird way, it was almost like I had to sort of fool my mind into believing that it wasn't retarded. And by the end of the whole thing, I was like, wait a minute, you know? I flushed so much out, how am I going to jumpstart it up again? It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, right? You was farting in bathtubs, laughing your ass off. Mm. Yeah. 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 But Simple Jack thought he was smart, or rather didn't think he was retarded, so he can't afford to play retarded being a smart actor. Playing a guy who ain't smart but thinks he is, that's tricky. Hmm. Tricky. It's like working with Mercury. It's high science, man. It's art form. Yeah. You an artist. Mm. That's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off for going there. Especially knowing not the academy is about that shit. Wait. About what? You're serious? You don't know. <laughs> Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Rayman, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe. Braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off next to him and he won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. He's a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? <laughs> you went full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? Yeah, Sean Penn, 2001, I am saying. Remember? Went full retard. Went home empty handed. <laughs> Farting in bathtubs. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., man. What Killed that iconic character. And the crazy thing was, he would have got canceled nowadays, but he went full blackface in that. Oh, uh, man. This movie was a perfect, like... <laughs> it, was, it was obviously a, a... You know, they were making fun of the way that Hollywood is. Yeah. So method acting and action stars. Um, even like, you know, this is like a microcosm of saying... Um, when he did the Simple Jack movie, which is like he played a mentally challenged person. Right. You know, it's like, how does that stack up in the academy? Like uh, when it comes to award season and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's a good scene, man. No, that scene That's is hilarious. Um, that scene is hilarious. So we, we, it looks like we're going to go Ben Stiller versus Ben Stiller here, sort of. Even though that had Robert Downey in it. But I'm going with the number one Ben Stiller movie of all time. 
what? Ben Stiller is a top three underrated comedic actor. Let's get it right. <laughs> and I'm going with one of my top five comedy movies of all time. What's that, man? I can't wait to do that episode. But this is from Dodgeball. <laughs> this is the scene where White Goodman, who's played by Ben Stiller, who's the owner of Globo Gym, uh-huh. he goes to the lady Kate's house, who's the lawyer, to try and get her to go out on a date with him. And it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's just hilarious. What, what are you doing here? How do you uh, know where I live? It's called the Freedom of Information Act, Kate. The hippies finally got something right. <laughs> just kidding. But not really. Hey, I got some great news. Sit down. What is it? You're fired. I'm what? You're fired. I called up the bank and told them that you were stealing and drinking on the job. And they bought it. Can you believe it? They signed some other Johnny Pencil Pusher to my account. Uh, Why would you do that? I'm here to begin my courtship with you. (laughs) You fired me so I'd date you? Yeah, huh? You are a crazy little man. Come on, Kate. I know you've been hiding some feelings for me. Oh, yeah. Nausea. If you don't get off my porch in two seconds, you're going to know exactly how that feels. Woohoo! <laughs> That's freaky stuff, huh? That's cool. Well, that can be naughty, too. Real freaking naughty. <laughs> Ooh, you a naughty freak? <laughs> you need some help leaving, White? This doesn't concern you, Lathor. Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure. But uh, I believe she asked you to leave. I get it. You caught the scent of a lesser stag in your nostrils. <laughs> Pity. I'll let you have your little moment, Lafleur. Because after this tournament, your gym, your life, and your gal are going to be mine. All mine. To be continued. Oh, no! You don't get to touch me. Ever. Okay, Romeo. Let me help you up. Get off of me! Don't you touch me! It is over between us, Kate. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody! Oh my god. Ben Stiller as White Goodman, the owner of Global Gym, where we're better than you. <laughs> no. And we know it. There's there's no way that um <laughs> there's no way that that's better than than um than I mean, Tropic Thunder. Another good ben there's movie, no you know? there's no absolute I way. I personally think Dodgeball and <sighs> Ben Stiller's character in that movie is top 5 material. Through and through. All right. I'm going to let you do your thing. <laughs> I'm going to let you say what you got to say. Coming in at number two, because I would disagree. Mm-hmm. I love Dodgeball. Dodgeball is a great movie. Yeah, but I do movie. think Tropic Thunder is a better movie than Dodgeball, if you're asking me personally. But it's cool, though. It is what it is. Coming in at number two for me is one of my personal favorites. Again, we, we got a lot of personal favorites on this list. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a movie that came out in 2013. It's a little movie called This is the End. Uh, it's Seth Rogen, Craig Robinson, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, James Franco. And I forgot the other big-headed dude's name. Um, I don't know. 
He's always in the other movies with them too. He plays like the dork in all the movies. Oh yeah, that's the skinny boy. Yeah, the skinny dork kid. Uh, his yeah. name is Skinny Boy. <laughs> yeah, Skinny Boy, Skinny Boy McJankerson or whatever. But uh, this is the end of a movie, basically, just like how it sounds. They they're having a party. Uh, all the celebrities are having a party. It's like Kevin Hart's there. Um, uh, Aziz. Aziz and Zari's Mindy Kaling, I think, is there as well. McLovin is there. <laughs> all the all the famous actors are having a party at James Franco's house, and then the end of the world happens. So mm-hmm. everybody starts to pass away and die, and then just these few men are brought here and they're left on the earth, like sort of like a purgatory thing. And then those who do good deeds, they end up going to heaven, and those who stay crappy or or stay doing bad deeds, they stay on earth where it's hell on earth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is a scene in a movie where Danny McBride and James and James Franco have their fight. Not a physical fight, but they have an argument. So this is my number two uh, wow, personal. Number two, you went with this white ensemble. Okay. There's a black guy in this movie. Token. <laughs> okay. It was me, Franco. I fucking made jizz in your magazine. What? When I fucking jack off long enough, I end up jizzing, dude. I'm assuming the same shit works for you. Real fucking smart answer. Why'd you fucking aim, huh? I have a particularly explosive ejaculate. It just goes everywhere. It's like a fucking wild fireman's hose. You just gotta grab on and pray to God it doesn't get in your eyes or your mouth. <laughs> the fuck kind of jerking off is that? Wait, you never had any brothers? You didn't learn to jizz in a fucking sock or on a fucking tissue? No, I don't have any brothers. I was raised in a house of women. I highly doubt they fucking taught you to fucking close your eyes and fucking come wherever you want. I mean, you're getting all worked up over a fucking porno mag. Who has goddamn porno mags anymore? Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. You designed a house with fucking iPads in the walls. Yet you're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. That's right, man. I like to fucking read. You think that's the only thing I jerked off in here? I've been dropping loads around this fucking house like a goddamn dump truck. You don't come on my stuff. I'll come wherever the fuck I want, James. I'll fucking come in your kitchen. I'll come on your fucking art. I'll come anywhere I want. I'll fucking come right on you. I will come like a fucking madman all over you, McBride. Ooh, I fucking wish you'd come on me right now. I fucking dare you to come on me. I'm gonna jerk my dick so fucking hard in here. This, no more, man, all over your fucking face. All over, all over the fucking place. I'll fucking come anywhere I want. I'll fucking come on these walls. I'll come on the fucking cabinets, on the fucking furniture. I'll come everywhere. If I see your dick one more time, I'm gonna fucking shoot it off. You don't have enough bullets, bitch. No fucking jerking off in my house, you pride. Fuck this. What? I'm, just, I'm too thirsty to do this, and the fucking bitter irony is I'm not gonna have my thirst quenched until I finish this. God damn it, I Danny, hate it. no, don't walk away. Danny, don't walk it's away too from late, me. Seth. I've already walked away too much. <laughs> no, you haven't. You could still come back and just fucking turn around and come back and help me. <laughs> I wish you come on me. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Pause that whole scene. You wish. <laughs> That's a funny scene, man. Hey. I love that. I love that movie. That movie's hilarious. It was random. That movie was hilarious. Um, now, <clears throat> what you got at number two? Well, here's the thing, Dev. Mm. This is where we separate. <laughs> you always say that a number two. <laughs> this is where we separate because of my top two spots. Uh-huh. I'm hitting you with the funniest comedic actor of all time. Whoa, that's uh, that's big praises. It's absolutely the truth, and uh, a top five comedian of all time. Oh, who is who this? Has done oh. such ca- you know who is has this done person? Countless. Who is this iconic characters? He plays multiple characters in many movies. 
it, but yet, you know what? Coming in at number two, just listen to the dialogue. This is from Norbit. <laughs> Norbit. Norbit was one of his worst movies, if Norbit, not his worst. Starring Eddie Murphy as a guy named Norbit, who's like this black dork <laughs> who lives in a town. He listens to Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> and Lupe Fiasco. Uh, Norbit is raised in uh, what is it like an orphanage? Yeah, an orphanage right, by mm-hmm. a Japanese man who was played by Eddie Murphy as well. Racist, an old Japanese man. <laughs> and Norbit ends up marrying in his later years this big, uh, uh, robust woman named Rasputia, who was also played by Eddie Murphy. Multi talented. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is a scene from Norbit where. Norbit uh, is getting married to Rasputia, and Mr. Wong, who's his, uh, who's the guy that raised him, the Japanese, uh, the Asian man, mm-hmm. uh, he's giving a toast to Norbit and Rasputia. All right. Come on, Dad. We know but just little boy. He like to always run all over place, naked, always naked. And Norbert, when he was just a little boy, had a pee-pee the size of an egg roll. <laughs> well, you know, Robert. Yeah, it's true. And one day, down by creek, Norbert ran around naked and poisonous snake jump up and bite Norbert right on ass. Very close to hole. <laughs> Norbert pass out. I think nobody's dead. I go to check the boy post. He's still alive. He's still alive. <coughs> okay, I say I must do something to save child. I start to think. Do I suck a poison out of Norbert's ass? Or do I let him die? <laughs> I do the most responsible thing. I say, hail to the no. Norbit is out of here. <laughs> but it is long time in hell before Wong sucked poison out of another man's ass. <laughs> but strange mystical thing happened, Norbert. Even though poison is in Norbert, he not die. Norbert gets stronger and stronger. That's why I know Norbert deep down inside. You very, very strong. You strong like warrior. So I say to you, no, but you can survive anything, even. <laughs> so I say to everyone here and to Norbert, I wish you much happiness in the, in the peace and the love in the, in the, in the lots of bananas for your new career. <laughs> I only kid. No Norbert and the Rasputia. That was your number two? Come on, man. That was your number that two? That funny? I mean, I, I chuckled a tiny bit. That wasn't hilarious. You know what I'm saying? That's Eddie Murphy, dude, playing like an Asian, old Asian man. He's in Asian face, which you never seen done in a movie. He's got like, you know, the paler skin. I don't know, Dave. The accent. Was his accent better than Robert Pattinson's? Oh, wait. <laughs> France. <laughs> he said, he's still alive. He's still alive. That's crazy. Yo, Eddie Murphy's the best. I don't man. know, man. So far, Dave, on this list, I've got myself at least, at least, I think we're tied right now, probably two and two. Maybe I could give you, maybe I'd give you one, but I don't know, man. What's your number two? No, that was my number two, dude. Catch up, man. Okay. Yeah, you in another planet. You still think about them Krispy Kreme donuts, no, dude. You're, you're uh, you know, 
Your list is just uh, not stacking up to my. It list. is. It is. It definitely is. Dumber Dumber was better than the Hangover scene. Tropic Thunder this is was a better hard than the Man, there's scene. like so many funny. Yeah, there's so many scenes. funny scenes, and and you know, anytime we have a lot of something that we've been, uh, you know, thinking about and really, you know, putting a lot of, uh, you know, effort towards, we like to, we like to give you an honorable mention. So, this is a week that deserves an honorable. Of mention course, it does. It's like uh, there's too many scenes to go around, and also, <laughs> um, sometimes with with these kind of things, you're like, it's what you think about. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. You've seen something recently. Yeah. Or, like there's so many funny scenes that I'm probably forgetting. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna remind you of a funny scene. Now, the reason this is my honorable mention is because this right here is not from a funny movie per se, but it's from a classic movie. Remember the Titans, mm. and we're gonna bring it right back up. Anniversary. We're gonna bring it right back up because me, like I said, we watched this movie. I think me and my dad was. Pop was cracking up to this part right here. So remember, the Titans is the best uh, sports movie of all time, and um, it's about a high school team who they have to um, overcome racism. overcome racism and work together, black and white, to create a you know a well-oiled machine as a football team. So in this scene, this particular scene right here, they gone through camp. All of them are friends already, but when they get back home, you know n- turmoil, turmoil at home, and not everybody's agreeing. Yeah, all the races Bring them back down to earth. Exactly. So the guys get together as a team and have like a little, you know, powwow and like, hey, let's let's hype players each other up. Meeting. Right. They have a players only meeting. So Louis Lastic, who is in shape now, have you seen this guy nowadays? He's like ridiculously in shape for some reason. But Louis Lastic, which is the offensive lineman in the mm-hmm. movie, he's talking to Rev, who was the who was the quarterback in the movie, about. Um, <laughs> About something that they would always talk about and uh, during camp. So this is my, they just rallying each other. This is my honorable mention. Nothing, Rev. What's that you're always telling me when I get sick of trying to keep up with my grades and stuff? Even you grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fall, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen, right? That's right, right? Yeah. It was so on wings like eagles. Like eagles, y'all. Like eagles, y'all. They were walking, not groping. Amen. 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 What may, always makes me laugh about that movie is like they just turned into high school musical halfway through that. Joint. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he said, he said, Rev, what's that? What they start singing? He said, he said, Rev, what's that one thing you're always telling me? And then just started singing. <laughs> Rev, what's that one thing you're always telling me when I got diarrhea? And I just can't seem to squeeze it out. Other you, tired and weary. Like eagles, y'all. Yeah, that really bursted it out of me. 
Oh, yeah. Yo, that was so unintentionally hilarious, though. Yeah, that's good. That's a good honorable mention. <laughs> like eagles, y'all. Like eagles, y'all. Um, all right, my Yo, oh my god, mention. that's this hilarious. I, could, I didn't want to include because, quite frankly, I couldn't have my top five be all Eddie Murphy. Damn. My- I couldn't have my top five be all Eddie Murphy, but this is from another movie where he played. About 19 different characters. Just showing you his range, his ability. Oh, Nutty Professor? The Nutty Professor. <laughs> the first one with him. Uh-huh. Which is a remake of an original Nutty Professor. Right, right, right. Um, But this is the scene where Buddy Love, who is Professor Clump's alter ego, the skinny version. This is when he goes to a comedy club with Jada Pickett Smith's character. And they go to see uh, this comedian named Reggie. Who was played by Dave Chappelle? The reason this is my honorable mention, man, mm-hmm. is just just off the strength of these two icons on the screen at the same time. Dave Chappelle, who's the best comedian ever, and Eddie Murphy, who's one of the top five mm-hmm. in one in one of his best movies, Nutty Professor. Just go ahead, play play a minute or two for me. Guys. I got you. Honorable right. mention. My man, Reggie Warrington, give it up. I hate this guy. I hate this guy. He's so obnoxious. Oh, get a nigga a jam. <laughs> it's your world, dog. I'm just a square trying to get a nut. What's up? What's up, nigga? Yeah. I feel you. Can you hear me when I say hey? <laughs> oh, women be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. You cannot stop a woman from shopping. Right here. Look at him. You cannot tell me he ain't got a small jammy. Then it's those one need tweezers to take a piss. Oh. Ready to tap the light. Uh oh. Uh oh, look at him. Look at this, Mr. Right. Look, look at it. I can't breathe. Excuse me, brother. Okay. Brother May. You almost killed me, man. I had to give myself a Hamlet. Uh, you mind waiting for the punchline first, brother? I'm sorry, man. It's just that you're so funny. You're so funny the way you take a person's personal defect and flip it around. That's good. Like you pick somebody in the room and say, hey, look at your foot, and everybody look at it and start laughing. That's some funny <laughs> shit, man. You on your way. You going to the top. You the next Lenny Bruce, man. That's crazy. That's hilarious. Hey, look at your foot. That scene goes on for like another couple minutes. Yeah, start coming Eddie at each Murphy other, right? goes up, yeah, mm-hmm. and he starts making jokes about him. Yeah. That's just classic, man. That's classic comedy. <laughs> I think, because uh, uh, we're getting into our number one, and, and with our number one, me and David chose it from the same movie. Uh, I think we both would agree that this is probably our... F- I know this is my personal favorite. Is it also your personal favorite? Yeah, this is my this is my best comedy movie. This is your best comedy movie of all time. This is from Coming to America. Now, it's funny because me and David so actually... Scene for scene, number we, one. Yeah, we chose the same scene. Like, in the long run, it's the same scene, but it's different clips from this scene. Mm-hmm. So I think we should do the scenes in order. I think your scene comes first, right? And then mine comes afterwards, and mine first, and then yours. The way that is lined up. 
Uh, no, I think yours comes first. Mine's comes first. All right. So this is this this is a scene from Coming to America. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you can rumble me again. Like, like yes. you, you, you need to see Coming to America. <laughs> if you call yourself an American, you need to see Coming to America. So Coming to America. Um, Eddie Murphy plays a, a African prince who doesn't want to live in his in the country that he's at anymore. No, not true. Go ahead. We'll uh, wrap it up to me because I forgot the I forgot the plot of the movie right now. Um, basically, he's a he's a boy who serves water, so it's called Water Boy. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> that's the synopsis. That's the synopsis of the movie of Water Boy. That is not it. Come on, Donut right, Boy. Coming to America is about. Eddie Murphy's character, Prince Akeem, who it's time for him to sort of come of age and be ready to assume the mantle in his country. So one of those things is to find his bride. He's unhappy with the process of finding his bride in his country. So he comes to America (laughs) to find his bride. He wants to find real love. So he goes to New York City to Queens. Because he think he could find a queen there. And queen and queens. And queen and queens. <laughs> and he starts working at a place that's called McDowell's. Instead of McDonald's. That is a competitor to McDonald's. <laughs> and so they're at this charity event that's like, a, it, you know, it's raising money for, I don't know, some cause. Black and, awareness or something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's the Miss Black Awareness pageant. You're right. But they're also raising money and McDowell's is like catering the food or uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. So... They have speakers, they have a pageant show, they have singers, and that's where your scene comes in. Yep, so my scene right now is the singer that is is known as Randy Watson and his group called Sexual Chocolate. So this is my number one favorite comedic scene of all time. I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy Watson. <laughs> that boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. And Reverend Brown. Three years for the Reverend. This man's been my Reverend since I was a little boy, and I love him dearly. You're a very special man. Reverend Brown. Reverend Brown. It feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful lot. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're so lovely. Everyone's so lovely. And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> Sexual Chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Some of the good stuff, right? Let's Coming up. Children. Coke. <laughs> Enjoy, young Where man. Where is it fries? <laughs> I decided long ago never to walk.
name that boy can sing. You must be crazy. He good. You must be crazy. <laughs> Put your hands together for Mr. Randy Watson. Yeah, one more time. Randy Watson, how about it? <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Why you in the clapping mood? <laughs> Teach them well, eh? Thank you. <laughs> Let them lead the way. <laughs> All right, so. All right, what's your, what's your, what's you your, had uh, a, you had a coming to America scene. What's your I'm clip? follow right up. What's your clip? So, Randy Watson was definitely an iconic scene and character in this movie. But, Arsenio Hall playing the preacher. Okay. Playing the reverend. And him uh, emceeing the Miss Black Awareness pageant, the actual pageant part, I think is one of the most hilarious things ever. Because him making fun of how a preacher is in the context of this movie and like just the stupid look with the, the hair and the teeth and, you know, his, his like sweating and all. This is my number one funniest scene from Coming to America, the Miss Black Awareness pageant. All right, let's get it popping. <laughs> You know, I didn't come here to preach to you today. <laughs> but you know, when I look at these contestants for the Miss Black Awareness pageant, I feel good. I feel good because I know there's a God somewhere. There's a God somewhere. Turn around, ladies, for me, please. You know there's a God who sits on high and looks down low. Man cannot make it like this. Larry Flint, Hugh Hefner, they can take the picture, but they can't make it. Only God above, the Hugh Hefner on high, can make it for you. Apparently, these are the best women Queens has to offer. Pick one and let's go home. You can call his name. Be patient, my Lord, friend. Lord, Lord, do you love him? Do you feel joy? Say joy. 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 Can I get a amen? Don't be ashamed to call his name. Yes, Lord. Only God can give that woman the kind of joy she has right there. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I am very happy to be here. Amen. Can I get an amen? I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the name. Lord, Lord. But I... The preacher has so many good scenes in that movie, too, man. Yeah. Like, we at the house party later. Yeah. I love that movie, man. Oh my god! I, I think it's a, it's apropos that we went coming to America at the end. Oh, apropos, apropos, apropos. It's real apropos. <laughs> so that's it, man. That's our top five. Go vote. Oh my All god! All poor people. All the poor people. All my friends. All the friends and the poor people. Go vote. Go vote. If you're sitting inside of a Krispy Kreme donut shop right now, looking at the <laughs> donuts come down yeah. the conveyor belt. If you're eating some wonton soup endangerment, <laughs> go ahead and submit a vote. I know we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, you know, go go this week. Mm-hmm. Go look at the scenes. 
take in the whole scene. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see if I could if I could attach the scenes. Yeah, we if, if I see cannot, that. Try it. if I cannot, then you know what? Just you know, I'll put all the scenes on there and I'll type them in specifically as they're in on YouTube, so that if you want to go look them up, just literally type in whatever we put in on the on the paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the slide. And go on YouTube and check them out. Um, as always, please follow us, Cruise Control Pod. Uh, that's Cruise underscore or underscore Control Pod on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Dev Foo, D E V P H O O. Follow Dave on Instagram, Dave Cruise 267. And on Facebook, Dev Cruise, Dave Cruise. Follow us both. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends we had a good time today. Dave, th- I think today was a good episode. Dave, how you feeling about today's episode, yeah, man? Listen, man, I'm feeling peachy cream. You, you feeling know peaches I mean? and cream, dude? Um. <laughs> Praise his name. <laughs> you know what, man? Since we in that bag, Dave. Since we in that bag, mm-hmm. I think I think what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to keep it on. I'm gonna have to keep it on my Eddie Murphy tip. All right. Oh yeah, let's go. I, I'm gonna have to True keep. It, I'm gonna have to keep it on my Eddie Murphy tip. So Eddie Murphy was not only a comedic actor, Dave. He not only was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He was also a singer, dude. Of course. Did you know that? Absolutely, man. And what was Eddie Murphy's number one song come of? On, come on, dude. Here on the cruise control. With Rick James in the video. <laughs> Yo, go watch that video too. <laughs> come on, man. This was like a top forty hit. Yo, this was legit a chart topper. Oh my god. This, Respect this man. We're gonna end the cruise control on this one. This is "Party All the Time" by Eddie Murphy, the great comedian, actor, and singer. Thank you guys for listening. Philanthropist. He was an anonymous philanthropist. <laughs> Spanish kids. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Cruise Control. Uh, we love y'all. I love this song. Even though they introduced the the, the beginning music, is too- <laughs> like I'm playing Miss Pac-Man right now in the arcade. <laughs> Double Dragon.